The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sneakers and Cleats. Zach Hedrick pinch hitting today along with Chuck McAtenick. Chuck, welcome. Good to be with you, Zach, as always. <laughs> I keep looking at the thermometer over there, and why does that white. 60 degrees feel like it's 22 below? Yeah, it's a little bit cooler in here than I think that right. thermometer suggests. I mean, it from this angle, it looks like we're actually sub-60. And so. I know, I think it's the red handle on it that makes it feel like it's really cold. <laughs> yeah. Because it says one thing and is giving off another vibe. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, we will press on as we always do. Episode yes. 78 this go-around, and I know you haven't really gotten a chance to look too much at the notes or anything, but I'll slide them over to you. 78, <laughs> first, first, first guy that comes off to the... You know, when you hear number Jared 78, Steele. of course, right? Current Dallas, Cow yeah. I mean, another one, another notable one for Dallas Cowboys, Leon Lett. Okay. I think that's, yep. you know, uh, but yeah, current day Dallas Cowboys fans. And of course, San Antonio's own Terrence Steele holding that number down pretty well. He is. I don't, does anybody else come to mind right off the, that, like this There's is a, literally off the top of right. my head. Terrence There's, Steele's the only one I can think of. So I, in, in my cursory research, just very briefly, no NBA players have really worn 78, but that's not really surprising. Uh, but a few Hall of Famers for NFL, Bruce Smith. Uh, okay, Buffalo, that's Buffalo, a good one. Buffalo yep. Bills defensive end, former number one overall pick, uh, a two-time defensive player of the year. Um, and then there's a few other Hall of Famers in the NFL, Anthony Munoz, Bobby Bell, Jackie Slater. Uh, so oh, that's a stud-filled list Bang right there. Bengals, Chiefs, Rams. Yeah. It's okay. it's going back for NFL fans of a of a certain vintage. Uh, they'll they'll know all those names. Uh, Bruce Smith, though, quite a career, 1985 to 2003. That's that's pretty yeah. lengthy for for defensive end. Yeah, I mean, early on in my broadcast career, that guy was one of the NFL icons. I mean, probably probably got overshadowed by Reggie. Uh, during that time, right? Well, I don't know about overshadowed. It was just, you know, it's like today, right? There's good players everywhere. But yes. when you thought about the Bills, certainly Bruce Smith was one of those guys. And that was a team full of stars. Mm -hmm. But he was one of the guys that instantly a lot of people thought of first. And part of that, I guess, era of Bills where they're reaching the Super Bowl right. four years in a row coming up short. But the thing is, it's like, hey – you're right there on the doorstep. I mean, you have busted down the door. You just couldn't get that ultimate goal finished. Yeah, I mean, again, that team, those teams were really, really stacked, had a lot of personalities and a lot of really good football players. Obviously, Jim Kelly, the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And, yep, just couldn't quite get it done. But doesn't mean that that wasn't a great team for no, a yeah. lot of years. Certainly are. Uh, we mentioned the two former Cowboys and one current Cowboy, 78, Terrence Steele, of course, uh, we're both baseball guys. Uh, one name who, you know, is a free agent, probably will be a free agent given his recent history, Julio Urias with the Los Angeles Dodgers, a pitcher, Rock 78. So that's okay. that's about the only one that really has come up. I that never is, would have guessed that. That is of note. Uh, 
But that's about it. We'll get into some baseball later. We're going to be talking Spurs baseball and in a fun little treat. Uh, it'll be an adventure uh, regarding college football. Of course, they were in the news earlier this week, expanding, making it official that it's going to be a 12-team, uh, five-conference champion. UTSA has a chance to you know, be in that conversation in the, in the next I few years. I sure hope so. Cause I, well, conference champion, I yeah, mean. I know. I Yes, if that's the case, and, and conference champions get in, yes, but... I just get the sneaky suspicion, right? When this thing expands, they're gonna, they're still gonna default to the really sure. good big school, yes. as opposed to the really, really elite little school or smaller brand. Right, and we've seen that kind of play out. I guess what what Cincinnati was the lone Group of Five team, quote unquote, that or no. Yeah, I guess they were right because that was before they made the jump to the Big Twelve. You know that they were the first one to make it into the Group of Four. And everything so and and we saw how that played out but um chuck let's jump right into well and i guess a few other things i know matt has been mentioning notable stuff in 70 like 1978 years uh two things of course cowboys won the super bowl in new orleans in 78 that was the 77 season that was the second super bowl title and then we're getting closer to vto and masters time so Put down a golf note. Gary Player won his third Masters in okay. 1978. So the South African Black Knight uh, getting it done. That was, I think, that was his third and final Masters title. So, luckily, having been around the Valero Texas Open for you know, obviously at least <laughs> once a year, you know, just some of the characters that have come to town over time to help hype either that event or just golf in general and. Gary Player's aura in terms of positive energy is yeah. absolutely electric. And I, I mean, I just the guy defies age too. Yeah, still looks amazing. He's kind of like right up there with Arnold Palmer and being one of the ambassadors for Palmer was like the U.S. ambassador, but then Gary Player like helped spread the game and grow the game internationally. So, Amen. I mean, yeah, he, I, I hope I'm playing golf like him at his age. Right, <laughs> and there was a stretch in the late '70s where. I don't remember what the time frame was, but it was like a two or three month stretch where there was nobody on earth that could beat that guy. Yeah. He's, he's one of the greats, yep. all time greats. So let's jump into the Spurs. Um, Chuck, the second, second leg, second half of the rodeo road trip kicking off tonight. Uh, of course, four games in six days, another kind of grueling stretch to wind this one down. Of course, it's, it's hasn't been, you know, stellar one in five so far. Uh, it's looking like, you know, they, they may sneak a game in there, but it's stiff competition. Sacramento, Lakers, Utah, and Minnesota, all really good teams. Um, looking at the last, you know, third of the season, we've got 27 games left in the regular season. What are you looking at from this team, you know, here in, in the last stretch of their schedule? Well, Zach, I thought it was fascinating. You went to practice yesterday, and on one of the video boards at the <laughs> Not sure. facility, well, yeah. that's to me, what stood out more than anything, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're looking to see, you know, what is this team's goals and written on the board was best we can be, play for each other, be responsible to your teammate, be unselfish, and accept roles. And then the last one is figure it out together. Mm -hmm. There's a pretty strong common theme in all of these goals, right? Mm -hmm. It's it doesn't anywhere say win a bunch of games. Right. I mean, this to me says probably more, and maybe I'm reading into things, but mm -hmm. 
that's a lot of goals that have nothing to do with wins and have everything to do with team bonding. And it also tells me that whatever these goals are means that they have not met any of these to this point. Right. So the fact that they're sitting here with 11 wins, and as you stated, 27 games left to go, they've got to win 11 more games just to equal last year's record. I mean, this in a lot of ways has been a disaster Mm -hmm. when you add a talent like Victor Wimbenyama, and yet this is what you have to do just to equal what last year's team was. I mean, I don't know if ultimately what I just stated is the responsibility of who or what or all. Bottom line is, if that's what your goals are for these last 27 games, that to me says maybe more than it should. Yeah, and it seems like just in the two players that we talked with at practice yesterday while they were still in town, Keldon and Devin, it seems like that message is sunken in pretty quickly because they restated those things, you know, a couple times just in in the few minutes that we got a chance to to visit with them. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Don asked a question to Devin Vassell. Hey, at the beginning of the season during media day, you know, talk Pop talked about yes, we're we're young. Development is still kind of the name of the game, but wins are important too, you know, and it's just like, what have Don asked, what have y'all learned during that first two thirds of the season and how y'all are applying it to, you know, these, this last third. And I think, you know, I don't know if, I don't think Devin was trying to skirt the question. He, he maybe just didn't want to reveal too much, mm-hmm. but he kind of just went back and, and again stated, it's just, Hey, it's, you know, trying to play as a team, just just play as a team, play for each other, get better as a team, kind of all those goals that you just stated, and and try and get this pointed in the right direction going into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I, and if these are the goals, and let's see how much progress that you can see with the visible eye, because again, you know, we're not there every day, and mm-hmm. the way things are set up now in terms of just player accessibility, it's very, very difficult. So, you know, as usual... If there are problems, the Spurs have done an amazing job keeping it all in-house. But, you know, again, we'll see. I mean, at some point, it's how much attention are we supposed to pay to this when it's going to be what we see. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yeah, most likely maybe even headed for another lottery pick, you know, at, at, at this sure point. Because, yeah. But I did, I did like something that Keldon stated was yeah it's 27 games you know we're, we're working on playing for each other and playing together kind of like um the the goals that you pointed out but it said hey we're, we're trying to make the games a dog fight you know from here on in you know we're gonna muck things up as best we can and yeah and try and make things difficult which you gotta like that mentality and and you gotta figure you know i know during trade deadline time he was well Maybe move a guy like Keldon Johnson or mm-hmm. something like that. It sounds like he's a guy that's going to be here to stay in a in a piece that is going to be part of the future. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking in terms of you know what this roster looks like. All I know is again what you see and what are the results. If you have this team assembled, and this year by adding 
of Victor Wimbanyama with the number one overall pick and your team regresses in some ways, then they're probably going to be some big changes this offseason. That's just my gut instinct. Well, speaking of the offseason, what, what is the likelihood that you think they're sitting on a boatload of draft picks, they've got tons of draft capital, and who knows, they may maybe even throw in a role player or two that's on the roster currently. What are, what are your chances that they make you know a, a deal, a move, once the offseason hits? I don't know. That, again, that's a hard thing to gauge because it's like, even if this last third of the season is a proving ground for what you're going to do next year, it's like, well, then, you know, what was the first two thirds of the year? Sure. Right. Why, why weren't they playing like that earlier? Amen. So, you know, and again, I think everybody's willing to give them grace. It's not like mm-hmm. it's going to be the end of the world, whether right. they get the, you know, the last seed or whether they're out or end up getting a lottery pick. I mean, it's, this team was nowhere near ready to win or compete for a title, but I, did think that this was going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a 500 team. I don't know how they're looking at this. I mean, I think there's a long-term plan in place, but you know, it's like even Oklahoma city, even though I think there's a tendency to see that this has been something that's been in the works for 10 years, they were still around a 500 team three years ago. So they've, they've tinkered a little bit along the way to try to get to where they are now, which is super competitive. And you know, so I think you can do something you know, based on what they've done the last couple of years and put themselves in a good position pre those two years with all the draft picks and everything that you can make something happen a little more quickly than what we've seen this year. I mm-hmm. mean, you get the number one guy in the draft and that sparks expectations. Right. Organizationally, I'm sure. And as a fan or mm-hmm. a reporter watching it too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. And it's not to say that I mean there's there's still tons of interest around their, their, this team despite the record not being there. Don reported it I think last night where it's like the ratings on Bally are up. You know I I can't remember the percentage. Point, yeah, it's like but fifty it's up, something percent. Which but up from you know what basically. Mm-hmm. So which, which not to discount because again it's hard to get a rating number and they're getting solid threes mm-hmm. now which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's interest in obviously watching Victor play and seeing what he's all about. And then the hype behind it, I think, driving some of that as well. But, you know, how sustainable is that going to be when you're winning 11 games with 27 games left to go? I don't know. How about – I know we kind of talked about what – you know, I asked you at the outset of this, what do you want to see at at the back half of the season – I know you kind of stated it, it's been a disappointment, you know, this season. It's kind of lost. So let me kind of phrase it another way, if I can, in this in this last 27 games. What would you say is a, you know, level of success over these last 27 games? I don't know if you can measure it by wins at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say over the last couple of weeks, few weeks, it's looked more like basketball right. to me. And it's easier to watch as opposed to what went on the first six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like there's an effort to play together. There were moments early, you know, off and on during the first part of this rodeo road trip where it felt like they were giving all effort on both ends of the floor. Again, something that you used to take for granted that now we're just at least seeing glimpses of. So I just want to see, you know, again, I, and I want to put it in, I probably shouldn't put it in these terms, but, you know, just 
you want to see some bodies at the floor. You know, yeah. I mean, does this, what does this mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, are guys playing for spots on this team next year? Right. Put in the effort. Yeah. And, and it's something that you and Matt talked about on Monday, I think a little bit in the wake of the all-star game. It's just how the NBA game is being played right now where, you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot of defense. Guys are stopping at the three-point line and, and putting them up, you know, and unfortunately that's the way it's going. And, you know, um, not not too much defense. And, yeah, you'd like to – it kind of starts on the defensive end, I think, you know, when it comes to Coach Pop, them showing an effort there. Blake Wesley has come on in that sense where he's gotten he's made more minutes for himself because he's being a pest right. defensively. And Victor, too, he's a top five, I think, defender. And, you know, yeah. Chet from Oklahoma City, too. So maybe it's the young guys having to show people the way. But, you know, Cleveland's got two guys in the top ten that are really good defenders – uh, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, that might shock a lot of people that he plays as much defense as he does. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I think it's an easy excuse to say, well, the rule's this and the rule's that. It's just like, I just don't know that we just see guys hounding guys like, you know, the way that players used to do. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a scoring league. That's where guys make their money. That's where guys get contracts. And it's easier to watch teams score than it is to watch them play defense. It's you know, the, the premise of the game, right, is to put the ball in the hole. So you want to make things more easy on the or to try and track more fans and have the offense going. I mean, every sport does it, right? Yeah. We want to see some action mm-hmm. in that regard. So I just, I just want to see effort. Yeah. I want nonstop effort. And I don't know that that's asking for too much. Yeah. Well, depending on when y'all are listening to this, you know, either before the game or it's after, you may already know the result for tonight, you know, out out in Sacramento. We'll see how this second leg of the rodeo road trip begins. Of course, again, four games in six days, another grinding stretch. Uh, Victor hopefully has caught up on rest, is a little bit more fresh uh, than he kind of appeared in the All-Star weekend. He, he looked gassed a little bit. Uh, but I think that's also, too, just the rigors of this NBA schedule. He's playing a lot of games, more than he has when he was playing over in France. Yeah, there's there's going to be some adjustment, you would think, for a guy who's 19 years old going through all this for the first time yep. or anybody. But at the end of the day, he's not digging a ditch. So yep. Yep. not going to cry any tears for anybody on that one, sure. for sure. Switching gears now, we're going to move over to baseball. Uh, favorite time of year for, for you and I, I think. Um, you know, spring training games starting up, I believe, this weekend, or mm-hmm. if not, you know, next week. Uh, so still about a month to go, a little more than a month to go before the regular season starts. Um, of course, it's exciting to see both the Rangers and Astros kind of up there as early preseason favorites to maybe make it to the World Series. Um, let's, I mean... No smack talk just yet. I mean, maybe there was a little, you know, for for some guys, you know, I know the Astros are like, hey, we want a piece of them. We're not right. backing down, which is you love to see. And I'm sure the Rangers, yeah, it's like, right. hey, we're sitting on top. You know, yeah, we, we got what you want. Come and get us. And that's kind of what the Rangers did last year in the buildup to winning the World Series. They said all of those things, too. I mean, Nathaniel Lowe did it many times talking about, we're not backing down from these guys. And yeah. they gave no quarter. So you would expect the Astros with as many dogs as they got in that room to do the same thing. I'm all for it. Right. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I can't wait for those games, you know, division rivals going head to head. Let's dive in though, specifically to one of our guys, you know, San Antonio's own Josh Young, MacArthur, Texas Tech grad. Uh, of course, not the way you want this season to start off for him. Uh, 
judging by, we got a huge sample size last year. I mean, played nearly a full season. Unfortunately, you know, that, that screaming line drive came and, you know, banged up his thumb. But um, what does he do in a second season where he's going to get a chance to play all 162 again? I mean, I don't know how you top what you did in year one, right? I mean, all star, win a World Series. I mean, I would, and, I would like, I would, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him go for two ninety and yeah. you know twenty five dingers and. <laughs> I mean, I think all that's possible, you know, given a healthy run at this. I think what's astonishing to me is, you know, how does he top it? Maybe get a little more respect for people that vote in the postseason awards, sure. because. You know, there was a lot of meat on that bone, too, that, you know, I think some people, if they were just looking at the numbers, you know, maybe felt like he should have gotten a few more votes along the way for this award or that award. But it'll be fascinating to see what he does, because, again, for all of the things on the way up for both he and Jace, you know, never they'll never be a good infielder. They'll never hit for power. All these things, they put it to bed pretty early yeah. with what look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. What they've both done so far. That was one topic that I wanted to ask you about. Coming up, the excitement was there about his bat, you know, of course, because everybody's looking at offensively, well, what can you provide? Defense, okay, we'll kind of work on that. He was playing gold gold glove level defense mm -hmm. all throughout the year. Of course, he, he gets that injury and it kind of, you know, takes him out of the running a little bit. What is it surprising or I don't, you know, not sure how to phrase it, but it's just like, what kind of, you know, expectation is there now for him to continue at that level? You know, you can't have a drop off. I mean, maybe you do, and that can be expected, but it's just, you know, what, what would it mean to have that level of consistency in, in defensively? I think for both of those boys that there's a work ethic there that is not common amongst guys from Old, this maybe this generation yeah. mm -hmm. so if there's a drop off or if it goes higher it won't be from a lack of effort right they're putting in the work it's repetition it's doing all the drills all the fundamentals maybe to a fault in some cases because you know josh has already got a little calf injury i mean mm. again i don't know if that has anything to do with you know working out too much but even he has said that he had to dial stuff down a little bit because, you know, you could just tell they love baseball so much that <laughs> it's around the they, clock. Thing. It doesn't feel like work uh -huh. to them. And this is why they're able to perform when mm -hmm. you go out and work as hard as these guys do. And you mix in a lot of ability right. on top of it. You're going to get some but, good stuff. You know, Josh Young has turned himself into a major league third baseman by sheer grit and hard work mm -hmm. because you know, I'm sure there's a lot more guys that are more athletic, but at the end of the day, who's got the highest fielding percentage in, yeah. in both leagues, I know whatever it, was, it turned out to be with the stats. I mean, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah. I know going through July and August, you know, he, 
he only had a handful of errors and stuff. And sure, you're going to get some tough hops, or you're going to get a scorer who's you know not having a great day and, and charges an error and when it should be a hit on a hard hit ball right. or something, or an error in the postseason when you literally can't feel your hand because you're coming back from an injury where your bone was broken in half, yeah, and required multiple screws to put the whole damn thing right. back together. So, yeah, I don't know that he got enough credit for doing what he did towards the end. I, although I, I have a feeling that over time. You know, the stories about him going through what he went through. Seeger, obviously Scherzer coming back, and now he's not ready till July. Right. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. That's uh, pretty Herculean. Hard to see, you know, Josh maybe improving on those numbers just because he's committed so few errors, but I, I'm sure the Rangers will take it because basically that whole entire infield is full of glovers as it is. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting to watch once the regular season kicks off. Um, Chuck, any other interesting free agency moves that you see? I mean, there's a few guys on the list, you know, at, at various positions that are still out there. Uh, I think maybe the biggest is Jordan Montgomery, uh, is from, from the Rangers world series roster, still a free agent at this point. Of course, it's a little bit different in major league baseball. It's not as quick of a feeding frenzy just because teams can wait and see, okay, what, can we ride with this guy? Do we need to go out and get another arm or another uh, another bat, another glove? They can sit back and see. Um, you know, Josh Donaldson, uh, a former Toronto Blue Jay, is out there. He can provide a, a big bat. Uh, J.D. Martinez, as well, is also out there, another big power guy. Yeah, Do you I see did. any of those guys being added? Elvis Andrews, a former Texas Ranger. Right. Could now probably, in his mid-30s now, probably a, a utility guy at this point. I mean, Cody Bellinger. I mean, Tommy Pham, dude, nobody yeah, could get that another, guy out. Another World, season, series, right? another World Series guy. Yeah. Evan Longoria, but of course, an yeah. elder statesman, you know, but. I, I think the Rangers have been on record saying they don't see themselves yeah, adding Chris anybody Young right now. That. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll go with that for starters. And I think it'll be interesting, though, to see how the Rangers handle the early part of the season because, you know, I don't know if. You know, Josh is going to miss any time at third base. We don't know what the timetable is on Corey Seager mm-hmm. to this point. I mean, how the hell can you play without that guy on your team, right? Or on, in the lineup every single day, right? Or at least for long stretches without him. You might be able to do it in the short term. But, and Seager's warned about this how difficult it is to play April baseball after such a long run to a World Series championship. And so has, um, sure, sir. Thank you, dude. I don't know why I'm spazzing on that. (laughs) But Scherzer said pretty much the same thing, too, that when you play in those kind of games, it's easy to get accustomed to just going, that's all I really want to play for. And you can't operate that way. You've got to act like every one of these games feels like Game 7. Yeah. Well, March 28th, Texas Rangers open the season, a brand new season against Chicago Cubs at home. Looking forward to it. Sorry, I don't have the Houston Astros opener, season opener off the top of my head. but <laughs> I, You know, it's strange. I just looked at that the other day, but just to go show you where my brain is at these days, I have no recall on that either. But I think the Rangers play later than the Astros that day because they're trying to think of, should we go to opening day? But we have so many, which is a good problem to have. We have so many big leaguers, as you know, from the area yeah. that are up. Now it's like, okay, we've got to time our trips to – Try and catch, double dipping. Go try, get the Astros yeah. and, oh, you may want to go get this guy or go get that guy. Try and catch everybody at the right time. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
now switching gears again, final topic. It's maybe a little bit of a curveball, but um, kind of exciting for, for me just because this subject has been kind of on a shelf, so to speak, for a long time. I know people still play this you know, kind of to keep it alive, or but it's returning this summer. EA Sports College Football announcing today, uh, it, really no surprise, it's not all that relevatory, but all of the teams, including UTSA, are going to be in nice. the newest version of EA Sports College Football. Uh, I, I remember playing this game a lot. This, <laughs> this was my Madden. I know everybody gets jazzed yeah. about Madden, but... This was like to help you get geared up for the season. You know, it always came out in July, so it's like college football is right around the corner. Uh, but what's new with this, of course, in the world of NIL, is players will get paid to appear in this game because of name, image, likeness. Um, one report out there says uh, players will receive six hundred bucks nice. if they choose to opt in. You can also opt out, and they'll create like a generic avatar or something. But mm-hmm. Players will get six hundred bucks if they appear, plus a copy of the game. Can't beat that. So, I mean, do do you That's... have any memories? Did did you and your son play this at all? Or you know, my when, son, when, was... <laughs> when he was younger, he really enjoyed the college game more. I was more the Madden guy. You know, uh-huh. I'd play the whole season and you know try to you know. I think. That's where a lot of us learn how to crazy trades, read defenses <laughs> and know how salary caps work, right? I mean, it, it's strange as that may sound. I mean, that game exposed a lot of people to a lot of things. And I love it when I hear pro players talk about, even as kids, that was to them. You know, what the nomenclature goes with this defense and what you're looking for based on the video game. I mean, those games have had cultural significance in the sport of football whether those sports want to admit it or not yeah they've they've kind of carved out a piece of you know because even the players the nfl players today it's kind of a big deal to them whenever they find out their rating and it's like oh i'm i'm this fast or you know yeah. hey my speed should be higher you know come on you know what they're they're right. shorting me here or something so i guess now that'll be brought to the college game so did it if you ever ventured into this game, was there one team in particular that you gravitated to or that you would always sign up and play with? Yeah, I mean, my dad went to Notre Dame, and I you've probably heard me tell the stories before about my earliest sporting events as a kid when my dad was in graduate school. I was in second and third grade in South Bend, Indiana. We're all Notre Dame sporting events. So if I played the college game, it was always get the Irish the and see what we Irish. can come up with, yeah. and, you know, change the numbers and all that stuff, <laughs> like everybody else. Make your get, own avatar. Everybody's nicotinic running around out there. Get them, yeah, get them to a, a national championship. And you can create a player, too, so I'm sure everybody might be excited, though, to to create a Frank Harris lookalike and, you know, yeah. have fun with him. With the yes. <laughs> that should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to that. That that game will be coming out in the summer. I can't wait. The countdown's on. Um, I, we might be doing some stuff with that, having some fun, seeing if we can't get any of the current roster guys to get on the sticks a little bit. Yeah, and, I was and, telling you before we opened the mics, it's been ages since I played Madden or any video game, but maybe this would be the reason to get back in. Yeah, kind of venture back in. Right. We, we can have like a, you know... Uh, have we a could, tournament we, in the office yeah, exactly. during working there. hours? Well, you know, we'll... For educational purposes. Exactly. It's research. We're, right. you know, we're practicing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition 78. Matt should be back for the next time. He'll do a much better job getting this oh, ship in the right direction. So uh, until next time, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to download and listen on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, have a great one. One, two, three. 
four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.